Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting, you're now listening to Super Bowl. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Welcome to Super Hoopers, an inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me, as always... You're going pretty fast, buddy. I know. Well, it's just like people who listen, they're used to this whole spiel. What about all the new listeners? Okay, all right. What if some of our, our, uh, you know, social media... Oh yeah, that's right. We got right. That's right. We've done various campaigns recently. Maybe we'll cover that in our guerrilla marketing segment. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Peter. That voice is my co-host John Hill. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Good, good, good. Just relaching here in my office. Yeah. With with us this week is Tom Kaufman, writer, producer of the hit television show Rick and Morty. I like when you slow down to tell to do my intro. I slow down for the important stuff. That's right. Yeah, Rick and Morty. I think if you're a fan of this podcast. You probably are watching Rick and Morty. If you're probably. not, probably. If you're not, you should. It's the, yeah, it's the funniest show on TV. I think. Whoa! Yeah, if, you, if you listen Hot to take. this podcast, you're probably a 13 year old boy. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, you're you're I like a know. you're like a comedy nerd uh, who loves the NBA. So I don't know. There's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of funnier Rick shows than Rick and Morty. <laughs> no. How <laughs> dare, dare you? <laughs> the only thing funnier is CNN. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, there's some a lot of like NBA Twitter really loves Rick and Morty. Yeah, of that's course. really excited to have you on, Tom. Who was the um, the center for the Milwaukee Bucks like uh, three seasons ago? Larry Sanders. Are you yeah. talking about the guy? Yeah. Who? Okay, <laughs> there's a guy. So I heard uh, one of our very first like, oh, there's a famous person who watched Rick and Morty. I guess when the Meeseeks episode aired first season, uh, a fan wrote on Reddit that he was at. The, that game and yelled, I'm Mr. Meeseeks. And then Larry Sanders from the court during a timeout looked at him and went, look at me. Oh, oh nice. 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 I was like, oh, shit, I should find out who you are. Oh, he's wow. the guy who quit for weed. Yeah, he quit. He straight up He had like a $10, $15 million contract. Like, what was it? He signed a five-year, $100 million contract uh-huh. and then was just like... Nah, do I think I think I, I'm just really into weed, <laughs> and they won't let him smoke weed, so he just retired. He just left, but he, he was took guar- the money. guaranteed money. Yeah, took he took the money. The money. Uh, he sounds like a hero. You know, yeah. you know, he is a hero. This is the this is the story I heard about him. Right, I heard. The, I hope I can tell the story. I heard it this weekend. Right. Yeah, whatever. It's, this is from uh, the guy Larry Sanders RA at college. So oh, some, nice, some nice. Guy, so this is real. This and guy, you read this on the internet, so it's got to be real. Some guy runs into the RA's uh, office like crying. He's like. Somebody just threw a shoe at me. <laughs> and the guy's <laughs> like, the RA's like, uh, okay. And do you have, do you know who it was? He's like, no, but I have this shoe. And he picks up the shoe and it's like size 24, right? <laughs> so this giant shoe. So the RA goes to Larry Sanders. He's like, uh, Larry, did you throw a shoe at this guy? And Larry's like, no, man, I didn't throw no shoe. He's like, all right, we have the shoe, Larry. And he's like, all right, sorry, won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, the idea that the person didn't know who threw the shoe at him when it's someone who's like seven feet tall yeah. and probably... Look, this is the story I heard. Okay, yeah, sorry. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. In, in college, I used to throw donuts at people. Uh, for, I would live on the fifth floor, and we would throw donut holes down at people. Oh, so really? We figured, like, if you got hit by a donut, you wouldn't be mad. You'd be like, oh, you'd be mad, then you realize you got hit by you a donut. You got hit by a donut, like, yeah, Oh, it's yeah. raining donuts. There's a so, girl from my high school that... She was a little stuck up, right? Like kind of like a little too cool for us. Mm-hmm. And then I ran into her uh, in college once at Penn State, and she was just being drunk and stupid. And I threw a bagel at her head. And then for years, every time I would like someone bring up her name, be like, Ah, the last time I saw her, I threw a bagel at her head. <laughs> what Damn, do you think? What do you think 
John, she thinks of you. Yeah, you're you're admitting to like uh, assault on the you podcast. Called her, you called her stuck up. She yeah. was. You said facts. she was being a drunk idiot. And then facts. you said you threw a bagel at her. Facts. All so facts. who's the hero? Yeah. John, willingly told the story. Look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm the revolution, all right? Um, she was really pretty. It, that was the if thing. You, oh, so, good. Uh, so oh, if yeah. she's you listening, like, she should feel like she didn't get so hit you were, with a bagel. You were going yeah. like the third grade route of like... No, no. She was really. Here's the thing. She was really pretty and stuck up and looked down on me. All right. And then at one point, I had you. I was on right an equal. I was on an equal level of her, mm-hmm. and I hit her with a bagel. Oh, okay. I've seen her since, actually. Right. Do you think that there was was she a, a white woman? Yes. Do you think there was some absolutely? Race, oh, race every every in? opportunity I get to throw something at a white person, <laughs> I take do. it. Okay. I really there was. I I will. Oh, I meant that, from her side at you, not your side at her. <laughs> I. It's a uh, yeah. Those, so it those really things is, are interlocked. It really yeah. is those violence things... on many sides, like our president <laughs> yes, says. Yes, 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 yes. yes, right, yes. So, uh, but if you could tell <laughs> us the off guys. season, so we're not—I mean, we're not really going to talk. There's nothing. There's no. I guess the schedule was released this week. Yeah, whatever. We're going to talk mostly about Rick and Morty. Yeah, well, I, I want to talk about. But, your wait, whole but Tom, what do you know about the NBA? Uh, what I know about the NBA is that um, about five years ago, I decided I like college basketball way more. Oh, so you're NBA. a racist? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, nobody would like college more than the pros. Like, yeah, yeah. The pros only are rate. way better That's, play. This is our take. If you like college better than, than the pros, the only reason is you must be a racist. Yeah. Because well, I don't, don't know because I really like BYU and Gonzaga, <laughs> and I don't think that makes me a racist. I so think I, I like so, fundamentals. Yeah. And four-year players. <laughs> That's what racist. Say. Yeah. That's so what do you? Uh, so what do you like? Are you serious? <laughs> do you like college better? I do. Uh, you just like I do. I don't like the money involved. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the racism. Just leave. You know, I, mean, you like, say, I just don't like sure. certain types of people you, uh, you having a lot of money. You don't like? No. I don't think Chris Kamen should have been a millionaire <laughs> either. <laughs> By know, the way, he he went to my uh, he went to my college, and now I hope. He doesn't listen to this, or no one, no one. <laughs> trust and my college listens he to this. He does. Yeah, he doesn't. Okay, uh, I met him. He's actually very nice. He did an interview. Oh, we have nice. we have a theory on this podcast that he's actually Bigfoot, and <laughs> I heard that shaved. Yeah, shaved. yeah, yeah. So I you, met him, you, and I cannot dispel that theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice, good. Nice, that's good. That's uh, good. Anonymous sources once again. Yeah, yeah. Sources close to Chris Kamen cannot deny very he's close. Bigfoot. Yep. yep. Um. Okay, so you're a college basketball fan. Yeah, in, in but also, also because... You uni- realize there's money in college basketball. You realize all the players get paid that are good. Yeah, but okay. I also know that the bad ones don't, so... Oh, okay, that makes nice. it better. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but uh, That's true. It, it also stems because I'm a Pistons fan, but the Pistons stopped being good about 2009 yes, until right. now. I yeah. love that team, though. That uh, that was a fun that team. That 2004 t- uh, finals team or yeah. team. That was a great team. Ben Wallace, good team. Chauncey. I loved it because you just watched, like, you saw Carl Malone and Gary Payton with a foot in the grave that series. And it was just like, <laughs> it get was the fuck nice. out of this league already. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it's time nice. It's the Chauncey that, Phillips era. That yeah. team just had, like, so much soul, too, that, that yeah. Detroit mm-hmm. team. I don't yeah. know. I was, I'm, you know, I'm a Laker fan, kind of. And uh, I remember watching that series going, I like this Detroit team better. Like, the, the Laker team had, had Gary, uh, Gary Payton and you know, yeah, Carl Malone ring chasing. Mm-hmm. Kobe, obviously not that likable. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, was pulling for you guys. I mean, it was well. Then you got your wish. I did. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I was living in Japan, watching the games. I think they were. They'd show the games like at night, like edited. It was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean edited? Like, like they would edit out all the bad stuff. Oh, they'd edit oh. out the free throws. Oh, they'd edit out like the timeouts. So it was like super, super quick. It was actually a great way. Did to they watch edit it. out the beards? 
That's what I know about Japan, having been there recently. Is really? No one, no one has a beard because they think beards are dirty. That's probably a stereotype. So they but... CGI out the beards in movies? <laughs> no, they probably no, no, no. They just put a blurry thing on it. Oh, well, right. Most of the Japanese videos I know, when they don't like <laughs> they something, they just put a little oh, blurry yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, confusing yeah. beards with pubic hair. It's very close. But they don't blur out the men's pubic hair. They blur out the men's business. Not that I know. I guess we'll just have, <laughs> I guess we'll just have to pull examples yeah. to support yeah. our arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone uh, just go to Google Japanese porn. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know how, how blurry things are. Can I tell you a story about from... Yes. Okay, so this was the era of uh, the Pistons. Like, they won the championship in 2004, right. which was a big deal in Michigan. Uh, and then a lot of people seem to forget that they almost won the championship the next year. They went yeah. to Game 7 with the Spurs, uh, and they only lost by, like, six points or whatever. But... Uh, so I was in college, and that year they were, like, in the uh, conference finals against the Miami Heat, and they won in, like, six games or something, and uh, everyone was, like, super pumped, and there was this car in uh, this apartment complex's parking lot that had been, like, we thought abandoned, so we thought, uh, <laughs> people were like, we should go flip it over! There was no rioting, it's a town yeah, yeah. of 25,000 people, uh, so we... Ran out there, and then I got cold feet and didn't put my hands on it. And then my friends and I, well, they tipped it over, and we all cheered. And then we immediately switched from, like, oh, that was awesome. We did it to, like, super scared because, like, we thought someone was going to call the cops. And we were, yeah. like, I think someone was, like, you you know that's someone's car. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought like it was just, student. like, the parking lot's car. But yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. someone's going to hear this and come out. So we ran back to our to the apartment complex, and we're, like, fuck, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And we decided to go back and roll it back over <laughs> so, so we walked out and played the character of people who didn't tip it over but we were like oh, oh my no. god there's a car rolled over what do you do you think this what could this have been from the pistons maybe shh, don't say that don't say that too, don't too don't specific say too specific uh so there we went out there hooligans about earlier. and we made such a big show about rolling it back over and uh and that i part that i did put my hands <laughs> on it then and then when it rolled back over the fucking um uh what do you call it antenna of the car flipped over and hit me in the eye <laughs> And I had to go to an urgent care facility. <laughs> and I just said and I just said that I poked my eye with my finger. <laughs> wow. And that was all because it wasn't even wow. the finals that we were celebrating. That kind that's of imagination amazing. will get you a job on Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. We used to roll pumpkins out in, into like a forty mile an hour street. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We just they just explode. It's fantastic. I think uh, another destructive night at Penn State. I always got destructive when I visited. I rolled a bowling ball down down a street into a crowd of people. I, I th like we, we went into this other frat. It was the frat that I belonged to, but it was Penn State. So we went to their house and they like let us in, but they were like, each frat in each college is completely different. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like you, like, so these guys were just sucked. And I was like, fuck that. So I stole a case of beer <clears throat> and on the way out, there's a bowling ball. And I was like, well, got to steal the bowling ball. So I took the bowling ball and then I did my best uh, kingpin, you know, uh, uh, Bill Murray from Kingpin, what's his name? Uh, Earl, whatever. Just hurl it down to a crowd of people. And there was a guy sitting on the curb, and it just bounced around him. Ugh. But I was like, ooh, after, after, because it like veered left, and I was like, ooh, that would have, breaking someone's ankle on a bowling ball, 
on like a random night, that would have just that would have been bad. These poor guys, they're just yeah. like they're just nerds, and you take their <laughs> beer and their bowling ball. Yeah. That's yes. like all they had in the yes. world. I That's... wanted you so bad to be like it was a crowd of stuck up girls that I threw a bowling ball <laughs> no. at. Just find out that you think every woman is stuck yeah, up yeah, yeah, and yeah. you throw things at them. But yeah. this this poor fraternity, they're like, oh, we finally have friends. And then John stabs them in the back. No, takes this, all their is, stuff. this is Penn State. There you, there's no love loss with Penn State. Oh, all, okay. Everyone at Penn State's horrible. All right, all right. Facts. I think we've all, uh, can, is it safe to assume that everyone here has stolen something from a frat house? Yeah. Uh, Matt might n- have no. never been to an actual party before. Frat parties? <laughs> no, I mean, there's like a chance. Yeah. Just any party. Look, look at him trying to pretend like, uh, I mean, there could have been. I went to like two frat parties in college. Yeah. You know, I was an upstanding young gentleman. Yeah, not me. I, uh, not on this episode. On a later episode, I'll tell my story of rushing a frat in, in character. In but, character? Yeah, yeah. Oh as, a, what was this? as a foreign exchange student, I rushed, <laughs> pretending to be a foreign exchange student from <laughs> Germany. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we Hello? I am Hansen Vowinkel from Rotterdam. <laughs> they were probably rushed, like, who is I this rushed guy? the frat as that character. They were probably like, dude, we just we don't even want this guy's money. <laughs> no, no, they wanted me to <laughs> join. Even, yeah. They gave us a bid, me and my friend Russ McCarthy from Australia, who was also, also rushing. Anyways, I'll tell the whole story later on. Let's talk Rick and Morty. Let's talk Rick and Morty. <laughs> okay. So season three is, is excellent. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you. Well, season one and two were great, right? And season three. Yes, I take yeah. all the credit for right. all the season. But well, let's actually go back. To the very beginning. Because we've known each other for almost 10 years. I've been yeah. in L.A. 10 years, and I, we probably met. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I, could, I could. should I tell the story of when I met you? Or no? Oh, no. That, well, John no. threw a bagel at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, threw a bowling no, ball. No, no, can I do it? Can I say it in vague? That I won't you can say it in vague terms because when... Okay, here's... John's the, editing this episode, so here's oh, the When you take the bowl... When you take the bagel throw... <laughs> the bowling ball and add this story to it it really paints a really bad picture yeah like it's not it's although maybe what you're saying now is like what people are imagining is a lot worse than what the truth true. is so we true. should probably just, just tell say the truth right. john tell the truth <clears throat> oh god go for it tom it's just a short it's a i'll, I'll tell it. the yeah, short yeah, yeah. vague story yeah, yeah yeah i was you know at my friend dave's house and or apartment and john lived in the same complex yeah. and i didn't know john but john knew dave so john came over to kind of hide in the apartment because there was a person that had been with him over the night and and things uh things hadn't gone well uh just personality differences i think and that person wanted to leave the apartment complex in the middle of the night but that person didn't have a uh, buzzer to get out of the gate so that person was still waiting in his or her car uh, at the <laughs> gate to get out at when John woke up in the morning. So uh, this person had stayed in their like apartment complex parking structure, <laughs> angry and awake for hours. And John woke up to find that. So he ran into, into Dave's apartment to hide and then told us the story. And that was how I met John Hill. Yep. So, uh, I was so, like, we're going to get along. So, so John, that's, there's, a, there's parts just, of that is let, very true. Let me flesh this out. So John takes a girl back, right? No, that's uh, not true. A person. A that person. Is, okay. That is not true. They fight. The person leave. Why didn't you let the person out? No, at, no, in, no. At, at midnight, a lot in the middle of, of the night. There a lot, a lot of points. It was you just not, wanted to punish them? No. There was, there was no romance involved. Uh-huh. We were at... Dave Lyons' house, mm. a friend of ours, right? Big party. A person drove me and other people back, right? It wasn't just like me and some girls, like a group of us. And then she got really mean and actually talked bad about a mutual friend. I have a 
book that she knew and like very like i hold this mutual friend at a very high standard and like and then they were trying to get out the buzzer wasn't working and your, they started, your buzzer my buzzer my clicker and then they started yelling at me and then i was like i don't know what to do i like stop yelling at me you know and then they were just like being belligerent and i was like oh the buzzer doesn't work i don't know fuck it i'm going upstairs and then we <laughs> fell asleep in the morning and, and that person's like, still there yeah yeah. Ooh, that's oh, okay. Well, that's way better. I assumed there was a whole yeah, sexual thing. No, that no, went no, down. no, no, oh, not okay. at all, not at all, not even close. Like that pr- man or woman was not attractive, uh, and they <laughs> oh, were the Jesus only person Christ. to drive me and my roommate home. <laughs> you had uh, saved yourself, and then you like rolled all your progress back. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, Listeners out there, John's learned a lot over the years. I've he's, learned he's, a lot. Yeah. These these events are very far apart. Right, you know, right. ten mm-hmm. years ago. So, yeah. anyways, you wanted to go back to ten years ago when you met Tom. Yeah, so that that is how I met Tom, and I didn't realize that's how we met until you told another mutual friend that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been I, telling everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's actually uh, episode eight of Rick and Morty is based on <laughs> <laughs> about this kidnapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about this sexual encounter gone yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you can't leave the garage. Rick kidnaps yeah. someone, fucks him. Well, yeah, because and cause, then they yeah. wake up and and Rick runs into well, Morty's Rick, room. Rick can't get awesome. it up. He can't get it up, and he doesn't want anybody to know about him. So he traps the person in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, what a that's the that's a good circle. Uh, so that's how we met, and then we, you've been doing just writing. You've just been doing comedy since then. What, yeah. what is that journey like for people who don't? Because I think that's one thing that, you know, you just see an end product like Rick and Morty, and you don't realize the years that go getting there. Yeah. You don't realize the sex teenagers. The sex oh, teenagers. Yeah. There's that another that one. Now, now hey, I'll guys, talk about. Google that. It'll go to a website, a little website <laughs> called channel11.com. Yeah. Um, that was a the, show That the, was a show that Tom did. Yeah, called, the funding's been pulled from that website, so the, it might not play in the player very efficiently but you know uh <laughs> i worked on that show too oh that's right that's yeah, right now yeah. i've done every episode yeah, yeah. i did sound for but, that uh, so, yeah, yeah. sex teenagers te- teenagers was a show tom did yeah, yeah. I, so i got involved i my my journey has been pretty charmed actually because like my my friend dave was dan Harmon's assistant yeah when i moved out shout here. out dave seeger yeah and dan also created channel 101 and me and dave at that time had the number one or number two show on yeah. um, channel 101 when i moved out here and this was pre-community oh, for Dan Harmon. It was making mistakes. It was yeah, like making a mistakes. Years, that's right. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, so I had written that from Michigan, and when I moved out here, like you know, Dan Harmon wanted to meet me, wanted to meet the person who had the number one show with Dave, um, and like you know, I I met him, and it was fan- It was really good, and he was really complimentary, and community was just starting to take off. So he like very quickly, and Dave did a lot of facilitating, and also wrote half of everything I'm about to talk about, uh, you know, we ended up doing webisodes for community early on, even before it had aired. Yes. And Sony was oh. just like, uh, we have some money to promote this show. And it was like the office webisodes <clears throat> were really Greendale. huge at that time. The Greendale so, show, right? Uh, what do you mean? Was it was it the Greendale? We did the five straight A's of Greendale, which was like a orientation video if you were going to go to Greendale Community College. But again, this is before the episode ever aired. I'm in the one show of ever aired. Yeah, we're all in them, I think. That's I think right. Cast, I did like, one with, you know what? Full circle, Justin Rowland. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Man, he, he's remember. like trying to get an ex-girlfriend or something. And I'm like, dude, she doesn't live here or something like that. Dang. That was your one line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was struggling too. I, was, a, I, was, I, was I remember because I'm not an actor. And I was like, 
trying my you best. You could have been the next Justin Roiland if you had like, know, nailed if that I line. I nailed it. Uh, uh, too busy kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> too, too, too busy going out and buying the best throwing bagels. Yeah. <laughs> Man, on that I need your most aerodynamic bagels. Yeah. Could I get an everything bagel? Because I think those will be the heaviest when they hit someone, <laughs> yeah. especially an ugly girl. My words, I'm John Hill. <laughs> uh, so eventually, yeah. I guess then Dan Harmon gets Rick and Morty. He's staffing up. Actually, Justin, I, I talked more with Justin mm-hmm. about Rick and Morty at that time um, because he was more because Dan was still doing community. And uh, I just had heard I think we all had, you know, in our, in our friend group had heard that Justin had sold the show to Adult Swim and they had made a pilot. Um, so I just, you know, was talking to him about it once and talking to Ryan Ridley as well, who was. Who oh, was, yeah. Shout out Ryan Ridley. Ryan Ridley. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Ryan really, I think, helped facilitate putting me in Justin's ear uh as a potential writer so when I I remember just like you know texting Justin or emailing him being like I would love to the opportunity to submit a writing packet like I went around agents and everything I was just like hey Justin I'd love to submit a writing packet and then um he I don't know if he replied or not but like almost the next thing I know is that like two months later at a party Another one of our friends, Drew Hancock, came up and was like, hey, congratulations on the job on Rick and Morty. <laughs> and everyone knew I had been hired except for me. Oh, wow. Uh, at this party because some because uh, Justin, Ryan, and Dan all assumed the other person was telling me. <laughs> so when I got to this party, I didn't know. Uh, oh, that's amazing. So we, I ran up to Ridley and was like, "Am I? Did I get? did I get my first writing job ever? Without knowing it or interviewing or anything, and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, sorry, that's amazing. No one called you. So no one told you. That is not a typical yeah like story. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty charmed. But you had been like like. But uh, you have been a really good writer for yeah. a really long time, and making Thanks, a lot guys. of product and. Well, they and they also pulled from channel one, the channel yeah. one hundred one community, which we're all a part of, and yeah, we we um, know that we're like we're doing great things there. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. we really trust each other. So they yeah. had no problem hiring, you know, Erica Costa and Wade Randolph were the other yeah. writers that they hired Shout for out to season. Eric and Wade. Yeah, and, and it was it was very comfortable because we all knew each other and we had a we had a good working flow. Yeah. So what, what are the differences between season one and say season three? Because season one, it's like you don't, the show's not a hit, you don't know what the show is and it's just like a few of you guys. Mm-hmm. And season three, I'd imagine you have kind of a bigger staff. Yeah, well, season one, it was like, we were really just trying to find the voice of the characters. I mean, it was, there was enough fleshed out in the pilot to have a good base, but, you know, we didn't know until, you know, midway through the season that it was like, oh, the show really hits when, like, Morty is pushing back mm, hard mm. on Rick. And, and like, when we give Morty these little, like, wins here and there, it, it really, like, helps the show quite a bit. Um, and and that, you- was, that actually came down from... Lazo at Adult Swim, he was one of the first people to say like he loved the more activated Morty. Lazo um, is the head of uh, head of Adult, Adult Swim, Swim. Yeah. yeah, and and you know people, we all love to pretend notes are terrible and networks don't know what they're doing, but the Adult Swim has been like fantastic yeah. with Rick and Morty because like even even the parts where like uh, Lazo's a Southern gentleman and there was one part where he was like, uh, you know, I don't know if this part works. Really, but y'all know what y'all doing. I mean, you know how to write the show better than I do. So y'all just trust your gut. And it was like that was the note. Even something he thought didn't work, he was still like, right. But as a writer, that that's that's helpful. You're like, 
Yeah. Okay, like and, something is maybe not translating here. I need to like look at it again. Yeah. Right. yeah. So and, we got. I mean, it was a, he was right. It was a bunch of racist slurs, <laughs> and then we just pulled them all out. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, when I you're... fought to keep some in. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> thought it'd be edgy. Now, when you start <laughs> out, this time. is like like you said, this is your first thing, right? Yeah. You're going from web stuff and probably not making a ton of. We no yeah, one. So we were making the, a lot no, of money. I was on. We heavy were. unemployment. Yeah, right, right. We all were. We <laughs> yeah. were all but you, but broke. It, yeah. For those and of you, so, for those people who don't know, Channel One Hundred and One, it's like a monthly film festival, and the shows are five minutes long. Yeah, yeah. So and you, you had to go from five minute making a five minute show, which you were like very skilled at. You had made a ton of these mm-hmm. to you know 21, 21 minute show, right? Yeah, that was really weird. Uh, I mean, because I had only done short form as we call it in the biz when we're trying to make it sound more legitimate than a three minute thing oh it's short form comedy (laughs) um but like i remember yeah i got i got the first script uh that wasn't written by dan justin or roy or or ryan ridley like uh, the third script of the first season so ryan ridley is the head writer there uh he is yeah he is now i guess he always kind of was it just wasn't as defined in the early seasons so would you say when you when you walk in or you're getting ready right like are you excited are you intimidated like this is like first season yeah Yeah. like just day one like going from like you know web comedy that wasn't paying us to like i have a chance to make a cartoon that millions of people can watch yeah i was super excited um but i was definitely trying i had a fraud complex like i didn't belong there Mm. um i mean everyone was older than me at least five years older than me they had all known each other for at least five more years than i had known any of them uh and you know, they had a comfortable rapport that I didn't necessarily have with them. And also I think that those guys first season, like I was easily the least like just in the room funny. Okay. Everyone else was like, you know, Erica Costa is a stand up. Wade's super funny. <clears throat> the rest of those guys are great. And so I was very much, I just made the decision first season that like, I'm going to pretend like this is no big deal, like outwardly. Yeah. And then when I have to write this first draft, which I did, I'm I'm gonna meticulously work on it. Like I I was it was like I luckily got like more than a week I think to write the draft and I was just in it all day long yeah. for all of those days, which is probably not the best way to write a script. But I didn't know what I was doing, so I kept making mistakes. But I got to make them early enough that I could catch them three days later. And uh, I learned, and luckily the thing I learned was like the best thing you can do is turn in a clean draft that doesn't isn't too ambitious with like things you think are funny because like then you're sort of neglecting what the room thought was funny you're like Got replacing it. what so the room just, laughed at just to be clear for people yeah. who aren't familiar with the process yeah, i'm just rambling no no no, no. Uh, i just I, <laughs> the um like you would you would have outlined that script in yes. the room right so the room the room the team of writers they outlined the script and then you're sent off to go write the draft. Yeah. So you didn't want to go like too crazy. Right. You wanted to just turn in like a. I wanted to turn a, fa- a faithful execution of the right. Outline. But with a, yeah. probably with a, like the best jokes possible. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. And then that's what you do within those parameters that you as a room have discussed. You try and add your personal flair. And, and that script like thank God. Because, like, I really feel like I could have gotten fired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank God, like, the, everyone loved it when I brought it in. They were like, So what, is, what, uh, what yeah, episode for was the that fans. from the first season? That was M. Night Shamalians. Uh, that was the mm-hmm, uh, there's like a billion simulation twists. inside a simulation yeah, inside yeah, a simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Our, that was our very first thing inside a thing inside a thing. Right. I think. 
Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Which is our... And then in season two, there's like a Stephen Colbert episode, right? Which <laughs> yeah, thing is, thing yeah, inside yeah. a thing, inside a thing. Um, so, so, the Inception episode but, uh, is but, a, but how much of that draft that you turned in is what we saw on air? I don't know. That's a great question. I'd like maybe uh, 20%, maybe okay. so 15%. Then that, then that gets rewritten again. Yeah, it gets re- Dan Harmon does what we call harmonizing, which is he goes word by word from the top of the script to the bottom of the script, no matter whose draft it is. Cause like my draft could go up to Ridley who could punch it up, who could go up to Justin, who could punch it up, who it goes up to Dan and Dan will either rewrite all of it if he feels so inclined or leave stuff in. Um, I've been blessed like to have a lot of my stuff left in over the, yeah. these years, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, Cause then I get to look at things and I can actually point. point so when like, mom, me. that's me. Yeah. I did that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like my friends will call me and they'll be like, there was a joke that I know was totally you. And then I have to be like, guys, wasn't, oh. wasn't me. Like, so what are the, what's, so what's some so, of the stuff you're most proud of? Uh, Either characters or jokes or. That, yeah. That, well, I, this is stupid cause it's not even a big thing, but I just really love Hammer Morty. If you remember Hammer Morty yeah, from yeah, the yeah. first season yeah. uh, where he screams, I'm more than just a hammer. Oh. <laughs> uh, like when when they're attacking, like I don't know, and and the art of Hammer Morty ma- made me laugh. It's such a little thing. There are definitely bigger things I've yeah, done, yeah. but I always, when people ask that question, I always think about this little pin I have of Hammer Morty, and I just look at it. And I'm like, I made this. Yeah, this yeah, is a thing I did. That's awesome. Um, but there was like that Parasites epi- episode from season two. Uh, you know, where there's a million characters that we had to come up with. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, we all sat in a room one night, and it was the easily the most fun i've ever had at rick and morty in one night we were pitching 900 characters and it was so there's like things in there like i think baby wizard was one of mine (laughs) and then there's like there's more and there's i don't know i don't know it's hard to remember exactly because like there are things i think were my jokes that are probably not and there's things i think are other people's jokes that are actually mine that's funny yeah that's funny well, but you did go, you, you know, so many drafts and so many iterations, and like everyone's talking. It's hard to remember. Yeah, yeah. and you like you just so yeah, because you like key on something that's funny, and before you have a, a chance to remember who said it, you're already adding on to it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like you get to the end of the day, and you're like, who, whose pitch was yeah. what? Yeah. So so season one is done. Mm-hmm. What is the vibe you're getting from just the general world after it? Like, what what are you feeling? Like, we made the show cool, or is it like? Are you uh, feeling the fans or it- yeah i think i think after season one we were like oh this found an audience yeah it really did like even in season one like when mm-hmm. they were airing it was like oh wow people are like tweeting about yeah, this and yeah. talking about <clears throat> it and then you know uh larry sanders yeah the most important person <laughs> on the planet was yeah, screaming was getting player. high he was watching. doing his job and he stopped on the middle of the court doing his job to yell out a Rick and Morty reference. That doesn't sound like a guy who would quit basketball. No, to, no, for just, weed. For weed. No, not at all. Uh, Maybe Rick and Morty is like he's like, man, I got. What am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> I should be making stuff like Rick and Morty. You know, he wants to be like an artist now. Yeah. And then, so, and so season two comes now. How, yeah. how is the difference between like, okay, we're we kind of have some stuff figured out, right? With season mm-hmm. one, and we kind of know where the characters are. What season? How do you go into season two differently? Um, or is there we didn't yeah we we went into it with blue skying yeah um and then same process blue skying and then drafts assigned 
I think in the second season we discovered early on. I don't think. I know I was there. Oh, uh, good. Oh, sources, sources, yeah. <laughs> sources, sources. <laughs> close to the source. <laughs> sources close to Rick and Morty. Say, eh? uh, I was there, and we found out that like when you get summer out on adventures, and you can you can take the family out of the house, and you yeah. can take them out on adventures, and you can make them part of the intergalacticness. And Summer really found her voice in season two, where she we were like, as fun as it was to have Morty push back on Rick, it's like almost more fun to have summer push back on rick because summer is a lot like rick in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and morty isn't that much like rick in a lot of ways so yeah it was it was just early on we discovered like more about let's let's science this season up got it and got have it, it have it go more intergalactic yeah because you you forget about that like you know when you watch these iconic tv shows you know like early simpsons it was all bart then it went to homer and now i have no idea what it is uh <laughs> I mean, it's, it's anyway? back to bart is it back to bart okay great um, but like same thing with Seinfeld, you know what I mean? Like that. So it's interesting to see shows sh- shift and then to hear from sources inside the room of how, it, how it happened and, and how you discovered that. And it was also just like finding more, you know, we were, we weren't doing the best job of servicing summer or Jerry or Beth by keeping them in the house all the time. It was like, let's, I really want to see what summer is like out there in space, you know, yeah. when she's like stuck in the spaceship um that's being attacked and it's like it's making little uh fake kids that melt uh fake dead kids if you guys remember that part um as far for people who don't know how cartoons are made like mm-hmm. myself uh what's the schedule like like you get done right how long is the writing process how long is the animation how long is it to air because uh, it takes a while right yeah i mean i i think i think we probably stretch the limitations like it i think uh more functional shows or do it faster than we did but it was like a year and nine months between seasons so i mean i can't tell you the exact i just know that we like we'll write a script for months they will draw it for months and then they'll send it off to the animation company that animates it for months got it got it it's a very long process isn't there lots lots of like iterations like you're getting stuff back and probably saying oh that, that doesn't work let's change it yeah, we. That's what's cool about animation is you can like. I mean, you know, Spurs. I mean, that's what yeah. I do. I, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go, I go record the Spurs. I start animating it. I go, this doesn't work. I'll rewrite a whole scene. Yep. Go record it again, and it works that usually then. Yep. But I usually everything's almost written and animated twice. Yeah, we you know? do. We that's exactly what we do. I mean, we we have gone to storyboard and and had animatics of episodes that we completely scrap. But whole episodes. Whole episodes. Wow. And we've done that. I think since season one, wow. every every season, I think there's a an, an animatic that gets completely scrapped. So, who, what's that like? Like who? Like I assume like Dan or Justin makes that decision. Yeah, and they're just like, hey, we're scrapping this whole thing. Yeah, it becomes it becomes where um, it's diminishing returns trying to fix it, mm. and you just go like, we will do ourselves and the audience. Uh, a greater solid if we just throw this in the trash. Maybe bring it out of the trash later when we yeah. can like think about it more. Um, and just start with one of our other literally hundreds of, of ideas, ideas we have yeah. on the board that are all viable, but we've just chosen, you know, the ones that we've chosen because we thought they were the most viable. And then we get down, we get far down the process and we find out, nope, this wasn't the way to do it. Um, the cat's out of the bag now, but season, uh, the episode two, which was the Mad Max episode, right. that was for months and months and months, a story about, uh, Rick and Morty, Rick has a thing called a bookalizer. And the book Eliza lets you go into books and they found a novel that Jerry had written and sent off to one of those web services that publishes oh. <laughs> your novel actually. So you could say you have a written novel and it's super embarrassing. 
um, for him, not for people who have done it. I saw. No, no. We're, it's we're one of our, on one this of our podcasts, we have a whole segment called Gorilla Marketing. One of our Gorilla Marketing ideas is to write a book about like NBA hot takes and how how we're never wrong. So we can say <laughs> so we can say we wrote the book on never being wrong. <laughs> I know NBA hot takes. Yeah, yeah. I wrote the book on it. Yeah. yeah. So here's, right, here's so my Amazon thirteen yeah. page. Uh, yeah. So we e-book. haven't done it yet, but we're gonna self publish it. Yeah, I will more. definitely take a free copy of that. Okay. Right. Great. If you oh, ever great. Do it. Great. Um, so, it was so, a so yeah, they they. But for, that's a great idea to have like Jerry's like a Jerry book, like to see what it'd be like. Yeah, that's what we thought. <laughs> uh, it is a great idea, and there was a ton of fun in it, and you know, like a lot of all the writing staff had their hands in that draft at some point, I think. Um, and it just we tried our hardest to make it work, and it just felt like it didn't work. Um, and there was there, and and it was like getting away from the themes of like dealing with the divorce. Uh, you know, like the, what I love about the second episode, the the Mad Max one, is that you know it's all about Summer dealing with the divorce in like a very comical way, and Morty also uh, with his big arm. You know, I don't know. Like I feel like we made the right decision, but yeah, there's a ton, there's a huge scrap heap of. Well, you got to go back to that at some point, or make a web extra. Or... Yeah, but now the cat's out of the bag. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. people would be like, "Well, when you described the Book Elizer episode, it, <laughs> it was so much better. <laughs> it was so much better." And do now you have to deal with that? Better. Does you have to deal with like the well actually is on the internet? Um, well, this season, I, I hate to even give them a little bit of service. I won't. We're getting weird alt-right or whatever or just like oh. toxic masculinity fucking weirdos coming out against our female writers really oh, yeah that that is what like, is so that? insane it always yeah. happens though anytime there's like a successful woman you know people just like i don't know these, these like yeah these all writers yeah. they just go crazy they i mean they know we had a gender balanced writing room not counting dan and justin so we're saying gender balanced but not almost gender balanced yeah, yeah. uh this time around and it was like the exact same. It was totally comfortable. We went around this. We did everything yeah. we've always done. Um, and I think the episodes turned out great. But because these these writers were women, they're getting so people are of, just uh, like they're tweeting, uh, tweeting at them a lot. And then some Reddit comments and things uh, like that. But we you know, we're all laughing about it behind the scenes because like these these are like like very successful very yeah, self-actualized yeah, 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 you know yeah. like yeah very well put together women who understand what a troll is yeah, and yeah. um but i you know i i it still sucks it sucks to it be just, put in that position because horrible. like i understand what a troll is and i've read some things about rick and morty sometimes that make me feel bad you know like i've been told i've been told episodes i wrote were bad by people um online and the only, but I don't get any of the women stuff. I just they yeah. just say your stuff was bad, not because yeah, you're yeah. a woman, just because you're a bad writer. <laughs> Have you ever read anything um, like where they rank the episodes, or like, yeah. like But I, do, I, do, yeah. do you but read what Tom's saying stuff. though? I mean, I think it's true. It's like it, it seems like it's, it's so group written. Yeah, and I'd imagine Dan does like a pass where he like you know redoes a lot of stuff. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's what's hilarious is like these people will these these trolls will cite examples from episodes they don't like because they think that was a part written by one of our female writers yeah, yeah, and it totally wasn't and just like no yeah. it wasn't uh, yeah, yeah. but you don't like there's no reason we should be out there explaining anything to these people no, about course. how a writer's room works but it if nothing else i've learned this season that most of the world fundamentally doesn't understand how a tv show is created yeah until they listen to this podcast right yeah we, we right. gave them some stuff yeah they come in they think i'm gonna hear uh rick and morty writer this is gonna be like a really funny podcast yeah. <laughs> and then they're gonna listen to me give a fucking sermon and a lecture yep. for yeah uh, the reference they won't understand no, 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 this, is, this is the off season yeah. it's about and what we're then, interested in. we're interested yeah. in I'm how sorry stuff, guys how something yeah. great gets made no, if you go to my instagram there's a picture Jokes. of me 
naked with my hand over my balls. Oh, just drink uh, it in. That'll be that'll be a if, joke. If you go to our Instagram, there'll be plenty of hilarious memes. Yeah, that Dave, 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 Dave Feudernick. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. we put Dave, him, the meme king. Feudernick is the meme king. We Talk put about him. a baby wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we put him in charge. He's the director of social media for us. Oh, uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is one thing I'm interested in. Uh, the third episode of this season, I thought, was one of the best episodes of the season. Or of the series. Oh, uh, great. Pickle Rick. Mm-hmm. Can you just give us like... You know it was written by a woman. Oh, never mind. Ooh, we'll edit never this mind. out. We'll edit never this out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Terrible. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, so maybe just take us like how... how how was that? Like someone, someone pitches like, oh, what if Rick was a pickle? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can tell you exactly what happened. Sure. Uh, and, and also, um, Jessica Gao, who wrote this episode, she was on this Rick and Morty podcast. She told this exact same story. You can hear it from her mouth, but I'm going to say the same thing. We, we did this thing where we're doing in the writer's room third season to make it more functional, which is hilarious because it took so long to write. Uh, we are going to be writing for 50 minutes and then we, a timer would go off and we take a 10 minute break. And then we come back and write for 50 minutes and take a 10 minute break. So we had these timers. And Dan Harmon was usually the one who had the timer up on his computer. So uh, we were just in the middle of a discussion. And it was kind of like a general blue skying discussion. And Dan, in the middle of what he was saying, sort of cut off what he was saying because he had seen the uh, timer. And he goes, uh, and there's five, second le- five seconds left. So uh, Rick is a pickle. And then the timer went off and we all went to break. And we kind of laughed about like, oh, Rick is a pickle. We all laughed at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we came back from break. And I think it was Dan who was like, you know, I think there's something. Let's keep talking about this pickle thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there was. It was a joke pitch. It was just a joke yeah, pitch. Yeah. Um, but we were having such a fun time that day that we. You know, there are days in the room where you feel like you can make anything work. Yeah. Like the stupidest idea is actually the best idea because imagine when the audience feel like finds out that the stupid premise is going to smack them in the face at the end of the mm-hmm. episode. Um, I got. I got one more question. One. One more. We'll wrap up the writing part. Um, okay. What is kind of. I know we've had talks before and about like what is your philosophy as far as like what is like for comedy reasons like what is off limits like there's a there's a like like you know there's been a lot of conversation about that especially like we're in a more woke time and things are problematic and we're being more sensitive you know for for reasons mm-hmm. obviously but sometimes that goes against maybe your comedy instincts like how do you combat that because I know you know. We've had, you know, I'm a really racist writer. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Writer. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and we've had conversations about well, this for a year. I mean, the writers' know. room. The writers' room is, you know, Tom is not a racist. I'm very white in, and I'm very in blonde in public. He's not. And uh, I've been called racist my whole life. Um, <laughs> hey, but Matt, it's you our, probably get it too. It's right? our it's our cross the bed. No, Matt's yeah. super woke. Matt, it's Matt, our cross. Yeah, it is super hard being. It's white. very hard to be. It's uh, the hardest. Matt you know, edits out anything. Handsome white male. Matt, it's real Matt, tough. If I call someone fat, Matt edits it out. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we, there are no rules in the writers' room. Yeah. Like um, the worst stuff in the world gets said, but it's all in the interest of like. Usually it's, you know, like a character is saying it. We're getting the impression of a character saying Mm -hmm. it, and it's a despicable character. So you don't want to, like, you know, in the presence, in the writer's room, be like, oh, we shouldn't say that in here. It's like you can say anything you want Mm, in the writer's room because it's all servicing. Yeah, it's like, you know, like... like, Blue sky, nothing wrong. Blue sky, no wrong answers, and also bad pitches like help the process too because you go well that's a bad pitch got it got and it. then you go well so we don't do that because that's a bad pitch okay. but maybe we do a cousin of that which would be a good pitch um and then it's just in the script writing you know you like i don't 
honestly don't think we've ever written anything where like we're doing a table read and the room goes like, ooh, we shouldn't ooh, say yeah. that or anything like that. Like I think everyone has had enough like a tolerant, a high enough tolerant IQ to know what not to write in a draft and what isn't funny and what doesn't make good television. So it's we it's a discussion we've never had about like how far is too far. Mm. We just take it almost discussion by discussion by discussion, episode by episode. Um, and there are some, you know, like when we knew that Morty was going to have an intense experience in the bathroom with Mr. Jellybean, um, we didn't necessarily know like how, how far that was going to escalate at first. We just knew story-wise, like Morty's having a great time on this adventure. Everything's going good. It needs to take this turn at this point to, for, to service the rest of the story. So, you know, and I remember Harmon saying... Literally, his words were, what if he just has a really intense experience with, like, a stranger in the bathroom that's, like, really uncomfortable and, you know, like, makes him, like, uh, so shook that we actually see Rick have to care about him. Because Rick has been, like, antagonizing him the whole time. But we want, at this moment, Morty to be like, everything is good. Everything's so fun. And then he goes away and he comes back and he's like, I just want to go. And then Rick is like, oh, my God, I have to protect my grandson. Like, something awful just happened. And that worked on so many levels for future character development. Like, I'm so happy we did that episode. Um, but, it, you know, that sequence when it was animated and storyboarded uh, and written, all stages was, like, ha handled with uh, gloves yeah, to make yeah. sure that, like, it didn't – it wasn't too triggering, to use Got a word it. I hate. Got but um, – and, and I think we did it. I think people, people were, like, you know, there was some, some backlash – yeah. on twitter about like don't watch this episode i got triggered but like in retrospect it you know you can't account for everyone's personal experiences yeah, yeah, you just yeah. have to follow what you think is funny and serves the story yeah. and it wasn't like a howard stern shock jock joke moment that we just threw in there it mm -hmm. was a very, it was a very moment. important plot point yeah yeah, yeah. i mean um, that's the thing people forget there's six billion people in this world like yeah like Someone's gonna be mad at you. Someone got yeah. triggered. Someone, Rick someone's was a pickle. Yeah, like yeah. someone, someone had a bad. Someone got hit in the face with a bagel once at college. Right. Yeah, and hates I mean, all bagel-based comedy. Yeah, I got dunked on once. I get triggered when I see people get dunked. You on. got dunked on. Yeah, I got dunked on. Oh, oh when high yeah. school. Ooh, Did you played. Yeah, you played in high school. No, 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 no. It wasn't a good basketball. It wasn't a game. You're a good basketball player. Thank you. I'm. I'm. I. I'm working on my jump shot. I'll tell you about it after the podcast. But, uh, I used to shoot across my body. Now I'm not shooting across. My oh, Lonzo body. Ball. So he started yeah. there like Lonzo. Yeah. Wow. Is that how he does? Yeah, yeah. 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 I always think of like uh, Tayshawn Prince. Yeah, a little Tayshawn. Wow. Um, That's enough basketball talk. Yeah. Yeah. Is that too much? <laughs> All right. Since you, since we're uh, since we have you here, uh, Tom, I'm just going to pitch you some Rick and Morty ideas. Wow, you got you trapped. Could, you could tell. You could just tell me. You can just tell me. Uh, he's got a he's got spec scripts. You, can he's I got ask, ideas. Can I ask, before you do this, what sure. do you, what is your best case scenario in your head for you pitching me these ideas? Uh, just that you tell me the bat. <laughs> I mean, there's no. I'm just, just. I just have these ideas. You know. Okay. It's just okay. random. This is. I this was just look, a coincidence that you're here. He was right, planning right. to pitch me oh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And it just happens that you were no, here. I this just week. thought you're coming in, <laughs> so I'm just gonna pitch you ideas. Hey, you man. Know? You know, listen. Like, if I like them, maybe I can talk to some people. No. And I, 
Oh, that's cool. I, I got a manager I can introduce you to, you know. Tom, Tom, I, I, we've already discussed how excellent my job is. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying is like if you like, okay, you know, right. if you really want the job, like. Well, I helped on all the good ones. You'll do whatever it takes, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll you do know. whatever it takes. Tell, yeah, tell yeah. Harmon that. Tell Harmon. <laughs> okay. Whatever he needs. All right, well, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's got to go through me. It's got to go through me. Yeah, yeah, literally go. Yeah. Right, all right, right okay. through him. Right through Whatever. Tom. All right. Tom's a producer now. It's yeah. true. He's allowed true. to take produce. sexual true. favors. That's true. Bunch of semen. Oh, actually, you know what I'm here, saying. Oh, here's my best case scenario. Here's <laughs> best case scenario is here's I have best case sex scenario. with you, and yeah. you get me a job, right, and right, you right. get locked into my apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. That's, go on, go on. Yeah, no, no. So here's the, the uh, is if I, one of these ideas pops up on season four. And then I sue, I sue uh, Rick and Morty for stealing my ideas off the Super Rubbers podcast. That's the best. That's the best case scenario. <laughs> that's actually a pretty solid plan. That is a pretty good plan. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this, this podcast is going to be me pitching. You're banking on me being so like destitute in the room yeah, and you're like, frustrated oh. that I'm going to pitch your ideas. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I'm like I'm, I yeah. feel like my job's on the line. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I solid think... bet, solid bet. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Here's an, here's an idea for an episode. All right, okay. Here we go. Oh God. Rick is starting to smell like an old person. You know, because old people smell funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Morty also smells bad because he's like puberty. You know. So they uh, eliminate the entire world's uh, sense of smell. Pretty good, huh? Oh, yeah, man, pretty good. Just, that's, pretty good. Yeah. That, that's, um, How far would that get? How far would that get? Would that get on the board or just immediately shot no. down? Um, that would, well, in the first two months, it mm-hmm. would certainly get discussed for at least five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And I'm sure Justin would do, he'd start improvising that idea with the, both the characters. Oh, 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 I have, I have another pitch. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they, Rick and Morty find shitty versions of themselves. All right. Uh-huh. The, the Rick, the Rick sounds like this. Hey, hey, Morty, hey, Morty, I'm, I'm Rick Sanchez, and the Morty sounds like this. Oh, jeez, oh, jeez, oh, jeez, Rick, uh, it's me, Morty. So that's what they sound like, and they're played by me. Okay, okay, so that's oh, not your impression so, of what they'd sound like. No, that's no, no. literally that's, what that's they literally what like. they sound that's like. Bizarro, oh, okay. Rick and Morty, because they're played like by that. me. What wow. do you think? What do you think? Uh, I think that that's a terrible idea. Go mm. on. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, each their own. I don't know, guys. Listen. Okay, Rick. Uh, I I have to deal with this every week. Rick is, uh, Rick takes Morty to the whore dimension to lose his virginity. Okay, okay well that is a fantastic idea. All right, okay. that's a pretty good. Pretty but good Morty, one. you know Morty, he's inexperienced, so he forgets to use a uh, use a use protection. Can I just say, like, we have talked so much about like Morty getting laid, right? <laughs> about Rick getting Morty laid. Nice. Um, so Rick shrinks Morty down and injects himself into the girl to destroy his own sperm before they impregnate the girl. So Morty has to destroy his own. That, yeah, sperm. that took a turn. That is no, no. That it's so. That is so eerily similar to an idea we've discussed. Oh, I'm okay. Not, I'm not just saying that. That's so crazy. I've okay. got a pitch. How about how about uh, Rick really gets into basketball and Morty introduces him to a basketball podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some something like super a, hoopers, a hooper, super super. To be hooper, honest, something like that. You know, uh, uh, just like in the whole episode revolves around that. Where where these ideas came from? I tried to think of ideas based on basketball. Any basketball related Rick and Morty Rick and Morty pitches? So. <laughs> all right, yeah. what, what other bad ideas do you have next? That's it. That's all I have. Really, <clears throat> uh, I, I wouldn't guess. say any of those were bad ideas. Right, they're just not great. They're just they're not. just your ideas. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Should we move uh, on to headlines? Yeah, yeah. We can. You want to do headlines next? What do you want? What else? Let's do yeah. Get At Me, Dog. Oh, okay. Let's do Get At Me, Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Get at me, dog. Yeah. 
Tom, this is where you could, speaking of good ideas. This is <laughs> this is a game John and I play. Uh-huh. We pick an NBA player each week. We tweet, we get one tweet at them. If they respond or fave it or whatever, we score points. Oh. Yeah. Have you already done it or are you doing it right now? We've done it. We've done it. We did it ahead of time. <clears throat> okay. John was supposed oh, to Oh, I didn't get to do it? You can do it. You can do it, it right was, now. It was you can in take the a break email. if you want. It was, it was in the email? It was definitely in the Fuck, email. man. We can take a break and if I you want. And I think the text, too. I don't know. You want to do it? We, no, I'll just do it live. Okay, all right. So I'll do it live. It's, it's, okay, <laughs> it's, Frank, uh, it's Frank Kaminsky is the player. He's a large uh, white Oh, gentleman. yeah, from Wisconsin, right? Yes, from Wisconsin. He now plays for the Charlotte uh, Hornets, I think. Uh, his Twitter is at FSK part three. All right. So my tweet to him, I said, going to start a petition for Frank Kaminsky to cameo in Game of Thrones, thinking he can play Braun's less charismatic brother, Ron. <laughs> and we, we wait, wait we till <clears throat> John has to say his and oh, we, okay, then we okay, reveal sorry, sorry. what I, happened. I apparently missed a huge part of this email. Yeah, no, it's fine. All right. So here's what I did. Here was my strategy. Oh, John, Tom, what do you have to know? John's like super <clears throat> sneaky. He's a, he's always does all sorts of shady stuff. No, I'm trying to win the game. He's always, he always does stuff <clears throat> like uh, retweet if you agree, fave if you don't, that sort of thing. And he always like adds other players to it to make it seem like, you know, no, it's like a big you conversation play going. to win the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I saw Frank was tweeting. Right, like he was act. That's that's a. Oh, I saw, I saw, I saw. Frank was a big Game of Thrones fan. That's why. I that's why that. I saw okay. yours, and I was like, "Damn, man, that might be a good." One. He's also a big Eminem fan. He has a quote, Eminem quote in his bio, and then like his, uh, his, his, whatever his layout picture is like from Eight Mile. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. big Eminem big, fan. Big Eminem wow. guy. Wonder why? Way, way to go against why. stereotypes, big yeah. Frank. Um. All right, so he was like talking, tweeting at someone else, and they were making fun of the way he shoots, right, mm-hmm. or three pointers. Uh, he's like, so he was responding to them. So I tried to chime in with, uh, he was like, yes, they're talking about three pointers. Like, yes. You're shooting, uh, at only 29%, you know? And he said, wow, that sounds really good. And I was like, well, you're shooting a hundred percent on owning these idiots though. And then hashtag why they hate and hashtag like full real, uh-huh. thinking that he would retweet it. And that was my strategy. All right. Tom, what did you tweet? You just okay. tweeted, right? I just tweeted. Here's what I came up with. Uh, hey, Frank, comma, cool name, by the way, comma, BTW, I put. Not said it, by the way. Okay. Too many characters. Yeah, nice, nice. I'll start so. over. Hey, Frank, <laughs> cool name, BTW, looking for that fire cheese in Wisconsin. Give this curd hound a wreck, or as you call it, an assist. <laughs> 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 now, I'm banking oh, that yeah. he likes cheese quite a bit. I think that's a good yeah. safe. But I did say cool name, so so maybe maybe we'll maybe see. I like that. That's, that's a, a good strategy. So John, did you get anything? I got a lot of likes, but not from Frank. Wow, I got. Yeah. I don't even get any likes. I got nothing. On you got nothing. I got nothing. I got mad Frank fans yeah. liking it. Yeah, I, I thought any, it was uh, work. any basketball cameos coming up in Rick and Morty, Tom? Um, n- well, there was Larry, a basketball Larry. hoop cameo. Oh, there was a basketball in the last in episode. the Vindicators episode. Yeah, there was a where they had to shoot three pointers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any any? Do you want to get any players on the show though? You got any dream players? Oh, that uh, the entire 2004 Pistons championship team. Fuck yeah! I mean, listen for how much my father loves Bill Lambeer. I feel mm. like he'd be <laughs> mo- so proud of me if I got Bill Lambeer on that. 
<laughs> finally, show. finally, yeah. just send him a picture of you and Bill Lambier. Do you know? Wow. And I'm not saying this. Uh, do you think that people in the late '80s and early '90s really liked Bill Lambier because he was just really he pushed a lot of black people? That's probably <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. I'm not oh, saying yeah. that was. That's not why my dad liked it. But I just realized <laughs> I watched that Bad Boys documentary and I was like, there's there seems like a race, race like people who love. Bill yeah. Ambeer, there might be some racial. I would say no, for it's every here. successful there, there white was... guy, there's some of it. Yeah. Even if it's not like racist, racist, it's like, well, that's why you like Larry Bird. I mean, I, I think Jeremy Lin's a trash human. But the <laughs> yeah. fact is, he is my favorite basketball player and will be until a better Asian replaces him. Yeah, he's one of you succeeding in a game. Yeah, and half yeah. of Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> not, 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 to, not to not to get all nerdy with it, but they did a statistical oh, analysis. Oh, gosh. And white American basketball players got drafted higher than they should have been and yeah. were also more popular than they should have been given their stats. So that's, you know. just Who's they? Like the Common Sense Bureau? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is actually how most economics gets done. The <laughs> economists run a bunch of numbers and they just confirm common sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next next segment that we do on the show, Tom. This is this segment's called Headlines. Okay. So you don't have to do anything for this segment. It's yeah. just we just read headlines from the newspaper. Yeah, Matt just. We have, we these, are, these are NBA headlines that you know seem to interest. Just write so. down. This is great because I'm not up on the news. Yeah, so we just so recent news. Yeah. Write down the AP wire. This is actually yeah. yeah, this is probably great. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Adam Silver is considering uh, legalizing medical marijuana. Oh. No wow. word yet if it's medical marijuana or medical marijuana. Headlines. <laughs> Matt did quotes, quotes, fingers, quotes for which is like really great for podcasting. Uh, Maybe you'll learn the medium after another year and a half. In in Portland, there's a corn maze in the shape of Damian Lillard's head. Did I did see, see I did see that. that. I saw yeah, that on yeah. the internet. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, in Philadelphia, there is a potato in the shape of Markel Fultz's head. Oh, head. never mind. That's his actual head. Headlines. You can yell headlines if you want. Okay. Yeah. You can yell headlines if you want. Dude, Marco Fultz, if you don't know, Marco Fultz has the head of a potato. Tom. Well, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. We believe you. <laughs> more uh, more Marco Fultz. Oh, headlines. Oh, he, he's in the news. He's headlines. Lots. <laughs> did I do it right? You did. Yeah, no. Nah, nah, did. did. Great job. You got to do it at the end. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's real hard to tell where the punchline is. <laughs> It's hard to tell where the joke is. Matt, just wink. Wink when, when, you, well, when wink, you're done. Like, the punchline is doing this bit. <laughs> so, there's controversy. Uh, Mark L. Fultz took Kobe over LeBron. He said, uh, I think Kobe is better, but that's no knock on LeBron. He added, but what do I know? I'm a homeschooled idiot with a fucking potato head. <laughs> Headlines. headlines. <laughs> Wait, are all the is it headlines because they're all about heads? <laughs> is that just a coincidence? Okay, that's just a, <laughs> that's a, a weird match we fetish. A, we should do a bit. Uh, actually, there was another. There was another headline. The same one though. <laughs> Controversy. Markel Fultz took uh, Kobe over LeBron. Uh, he said, "I think Kobe is better, but that's no knock on LeBron." Proving in one sentence he doesn't know basketball or the meaning of no knock on. Headlines. 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 Stick to the head jokes. Uh, you were right. you're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Lawson signed for a Chinese team. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is yeah. that where he's at now? He said, look, I wanted to play in the NBA, but it was a great deal. 
they gave me all the tea in China. And by tea, I mean vodka. Headlines. Headlines. Tragedy. He's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic. Oh. Is that that part of the joke? Uh, It's just like his background knowledge. Yeah. Necessary for the joke. He's he's been kicked off a couple teams for alcohol. I thought that was your last line of the joke was Ty Lawson is an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) He's battling a disease. That's a better. Yeah, well. That's that, that's that's how headlines go when I spend the whole week trying to come up with Rick and Morty basketball pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Those were very good. No, Tom, don't. Do you have any more? Is that it? Don't. That's it. That's, that's, all, it. that's all the news you. this week. That's all the news. There's wow. Head actually, jokes. Head it's jokes. Tough. It is tough to write headlines in the offseason because there's not as many actual <laughs> headlines to base your jokes on. Yeah. Uh, all right. This last, very last segment, Tom. We just relaxed. Last part of the podcast. Shout outs and beefs. Anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to beef with? Mm. I've got a beef. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm beefing with myself. Oh, okay. What'd you yeah, do? my cousin-in-law, my my wife's cousin. What do you call that? Cousin-in-law? Sure. The Danimal, Danny, has <laughs> made <laughs> the Danimal. He's the Danimal. Don't don't want to beef with the Danimal. Don't be never beef. Danimal gets Danimal. crazy. Yeah, he is. He's crazy. Uh, he created an also uh, awesome logo for us, oh, a right. Super Hoopers logo, mm-hmm. and I haven't given him a shout out yet, and I feel bad because we haven't used it too much because we're working on a couple things. But uh, shout out to Danny for making this logo. No, 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 come on, shout out to Danimal. I mean, shout, shout, shout out to the Danimal, <laughs> the Danimal for design. It's proper due. Yeah, for designing just, our new. Go on, go on. Yeah, designing our new logo and beefing with myself for because he he sent me the logo five episodes ago, and I just haven't shouted him out. So that's my beef. Hey, don't nice. beef yourself up about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, blue sky. Do you know? Do you know who uh, Kevin Durant is, Tom? Uh, <laughs> of, I think he's heard a, of the man. Yeah, he's a tarantula person. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. He's uh, he's you know he's kind of a loser. <laughs> he's, not, he's kind of he's kind of lame. So on Twitter, on Twitter once he tweeted. Uh, uh, he, actually, coincidentally, about Mr. Potato Head, Markel Fultz. He tweeted that Markel Fultz did a hezzy Jimbo. Yeah. Um, and that's only for real hoopers out there who know what a hezzy Jimbo is. That's what he's tweeted about, okay? Okay. So someone on Reddit did an analysis of Kevin Durant's game to see how many hezzy Jimbos <laughs> Kevin Durant did last season. Oh, my God. And it turns out 11.4% of Kevin Durant's shots were hezzy Jimbos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that like a Euro step? I think what it is, I think it's a hesitation jumper, if I had to guess, based on the wow, hezzy Jimbo. Not parlance. a true hooper. I'm not, not a true not, hooper. Not true hooper. So can I have a beef with anything? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Beef with yeah. I have a beef with Planned Parenthood. Okay. Oh, no. What do they do now? Uh-oh. I've been trying to... I want to donate my car to a charity. I just got a new car, and I want to donate it to Humble Planned Bear. Parenthood. Yeah, new car. <laughs> I just got wow. my girlfriend's wow. old car because she producer. got a new car. Oh, dang. That's my new car. Dating her old girl. car. Wow. Okay, wow. fine. Yeah, man. Hey. Guys, get yourself a rich girl. No, I always tell my students that. I say, look, if I had to do life over again, when you start dating, just... You, know, you could date anybody. Just it's easier just to date rich than date poor. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's easy. Just get a rich person. Yeah. <laughs> just date like yeah. a, you know in college. You know, there's plenty of girls out there. Mm-hmm. Just pick the rich one. You know, that's nice. Yeah, that's, nice. that's what yeah. Tom Cruise did in Cocktail. And look how yeah. that turned out. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. Yeah, I, 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 my, had... my wife, daughter of refugees, super poor, and now you know there's five of us living in a two-bedroom apartment. So that's how that <laughs> that's how that works out. <laughs> Uh, my beef with Planned Parenthood is I can't donate my car to them, so I'm going to donate it to another place. But I want to donate it to them. 
Oh. They don't, have a, they don't have a car donation program. Oh, okay. Mm, All right. Probably a lot of work. Hey, Planned Parenthood, get a car <laughs> donation program <laughs> already, together. and maybe I'll stop beefing with you. <laughs> Can you sell it? Can you sell yeah, the car I, I, and then just give Planned Parenthood yeah, the money? Too much work. I could do that. He, he just do wants that. to drive his yeah. car somewhere. And or have them pick it up. No, or they have, they pick it up. Okay, all right. So <laughs> yeah. he just wants to sit at his house and then feel better about himself when a tow truck comes by. I guess that sounds that sounds about that's right. a perfectly legitimate. That sounds beef. very that's a perfectly legitimate, legitimate beef. beef. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. Tom, anything else you want to? God, there's so much, and I yeah, actually usually these are not basketball related, so yeah. they're not anything. You, anything that grinds your gears. You who, who do you like? I got a question for you. Who yeah. do you like in the comedy world, or like what's what's the thing that you're like, yo, this is what's funny? Uh, like, I, I mean, I I think Baskets is like the best show. Oh yeah, shout out Louis um, Anderson, I my man. Always loved the Flight of the Concords guys yeah, and everything they great. do, uh, even not together. What about Nathan for you? I think that's the best I show. think Nathan Fielder is very funny. Right. We had him on the show, you may remember. Oh, and that, how, uh, how was he in person? I uh, didn't get to meet him. Oh, uh, okay. So I met him once. I was at a party with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was in line with him. Yeah, Weird guy. Yeah. He, the, <laughs> he was like literally like, oh, yeah. Like this, I, I, I think he was on a date. I don't know. He had some girl with him, but it was just like very awkward. And it was like perfectly Nathan Fielder. I'd like to shout out uh, someone I like in comedy is Francesca Fiorentina, Tini, whose name I just looked up and probably butchered. Uh, she's the host of Newsbroke. Newsbroke. On AJ Plus, which is some web. Oh, AJ Plus shit, is uh, I'm um, sure. Ashton Kutcher's thing, right? Is oh, that cool. AJ that makes Plus? it better. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> comedy, journalism, and nothing in between is on her Twitter bio. Okay. Anyway, I like her videos. I like her take on politics and a little bit of comedy thrown in. Ah, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, thanks for coming on, Tom. Really appreciate Tom it. Oh, I want to shout out my Frank Kaminsky tweet. Okay. okay yeah, so shout out. <laughs> Check that out on my Twitter. <laughs> at Tom Kaufman. Look at my yeah. Frank Kaminsky yeah. tweet. Especially if you're Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. Oh, Make sure to check it out. Like. All right, uh, on all that right. note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, see you next week or uh, right. keep pooping. Keep pooping. You ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hooper. Hey, a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper. Super Hooper. That's what you say, bro. We just Super Hooper. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Super Hooper! That's terrible.